Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. And we're, we're live, in. and we're live, and we're live. We're, we're back, live, team. We're live. Another episode from The One Guys. Apologies for missing out on last week. We were meant to upload one on the Monday, but time uh, got away from us and we realised yesterday. So apologies to those of you that expect them on the weekly basis. We'll make sure that in 2022, we do not miss one ever. You heard it here first. Yeah, it is crazy though, isn't it? It's, it's like, I, I still, and I know I say this so many times, I, I literally cannot believe we're in December. Like... The past two years what? have just flown by. I mean, probably everyone what? keeps saying it. Yeah, I mean, like, it's nearly... We're, we're coming up to two years since, like, COVID was first. Yeah. Which, man, it, it really doesn't... Um, We've done doesn't... this podcast for... Uh, like... It's like nearly seven months now, eight months. It's mad. And like, we're, we're, like, I'd say the... If you've got a... a a run rate of like 80% of like success in terms of like recording the podcast. It's a win. Yeah. Win, I win. Like, we haven't like, there's not been one week where we haven't like actively not done it. It's mm. like something like an emergency's popped up. That's the only reason why we've never done a podcast yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the back and you. Yeah, man. For anyone that, you know, Knows us on a on a more personal level, you'd know that myself and Hayden are very good at saying things, and sometimes we take our time to implement them. Um, but the podcast is definitely, I definitely feel it's something that we've managed to, as you said, like keep up with. It's something that we've actually managed to stick to, keep up with, um, and hopefully provided everyone that's listening with a ton of value, a ton of takeaways, and a ton of banter <laughs> with a capital B. Yeah, I've, I've always had pretty good. Well, I say I've always had pretty good feedback. I don't think many people are going to like all of a sudden slide into my DMs and be like, "Do you know what shit your podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> if you do generally think it is, please message me and say that because I will crack up now. If you're like, you know what your podcast shit, I'm like, oh really? Oh, that's a shame. Don't listen to it then. That will be my answer. So I mean, be prepared to have a uh, a confrontational reply saying, "Don't listen to it then." No, I wouldn't do that. I'm a nice person. <laughs> anyway, moving um, on. Coming to the end of 2021, we're in December. It is the 9th of December today. I sound like the weather. <laughs> the weather is a northern cloudly wind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the year has flown by uh, over these next few episodes. You know, we'll probably wrap one up at the end of the year. You know what we still haven't done, Hayden? Potty with Voddy. Yeah, potty with Voddy. Like, that needs to be a thing. But um, I feel like we need to have like some like... I f- I, our podcast for an hour, and I don't think you're going to get drunk in an hour. So I kind of feel like we need to like... Maybe like have a few drinks beforehand, then do the podcast. So do it like three in the morning. <laughs> Coming, steaming, like, hello, listeners. Um, uh, that would yeah, man, I think we've, you know what, you know what I think we should do is finish it off um, on the last one of the year with like a big Q&A. Do a Q&A box. You know? And if you're listening yeah, to this well, now, which a lot of people do, if you're listening to this now and you have your top burning question, DM me on Instagram podcast and then your question and we're going to chuck them out 
because last next week's probably the last week we'll do because then we're taking two weeks off as well. So next week will probably be the last podcast. Yeah, the last podcast. So yeah, podcast and your question, DM me, slide into the DMs. We'll answer your question on the podcast. Maybe even give you a shout out if I remember. How's that for a deal? <laughs> you definitely won't remember. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll do I our need best. to get like, I say, keep saying it, sticky notes, man. Sticky notes. I can just like stick to like my screen so I don't forget stuff. I'm getting better. Mate, there would be so many. Yeah, there would. Yeah, not going to lie. You're quite would, a lot. You would, you would not need One to of those rooms, room. you know, have you ever seen it when they've pranked someone and they've done sticky? <laughs> oh my God. If I come into my room like that, my friends have done that, I'll be livid. I'd like to you know how long this is going to take me to undo all of these sticky notes. Guys, oh, talking of pranks before we get into it, the funniest, I, I just, it always makes me laugh. We had, so I can't remember where we were. I can't remember what. China what location it was something like it was it was Prague or something like that and it was in Europe and the the hostel that we in the two rooms that we had there was a you know like an old school hotel yeah you've got the the door in the middle so you could almost you could go through into the other room and stuff like that I don't know maybe it's convenient it's weird that they ever had that maybe it was like convenience for uh, cleaners or something like that yeah hostels are quite weird open things I've only ever stayed in a hostel hospital hostel once and that was when we went for that friend's 21st literally many, many, many moons ago now, like eight years ago. Um, But we had enough people to just take up a whole room, didn't we? We literally had like eight of us in a room. So we didn't have to share with anyone else. Um, I will never forget that trip till the day I die. Yeah, that was good. That was good. But basically what we did was we, the stag, we, he was out the room and we clean filmed that whole, the whole, like um, passageway and then put a su- the suitcase at the bottom so you obviously couldn't see the clear gap between the clean film and the thingy and we were like oh. we basically said right you've got to you've got this obstacle you've got to do you've got to jump through it and obviously as he just like hit it you just see like, I remember standing on the other side in his face like oh against <laughs> the clean film <laughs> oh, I hate, you know what one thing I hate is being made jump I hate it I hate being made jump. I don't watch horror films or anything like that because I just hate being made jump. It's like an absolute, like, it, it annoys me. I'm like, don't make me jump. Just don't, like, if I was walking, have you ever yeah. seen those things when you're walking along and like someone's in a gorilla costume and then they literally like stand up out the bin? I'd be that person that like lashes out and punches me in the face. I hate it. I hate being made jump. It's awful. And Rose used to do it all the time. I'd be like, what are you doing from like behind a door or something? And I'm like, what the f- are you doing? Don't do that. Yeah, it's one of those ones it's face. like it's funny seeing people react but then when it's done to you you're like I, I hate you yeah I'm literally like you've given me a heart attack don't do that man uh, for anyone that's listening for wherever you are in the world sorry to interrupt Hen, if you have snow I am jealous and if you do have snow send me a DM picture love seeing it I wish that I was in somewhere snowy snowboarding man and I'm not going to get away because got a sprog on the way You've got to though. The thing is, like with um, it's snow in the UK is the worst thing in the world. It's I I, I detest it. Like I hate no practicality to it. Yeah, I love I love going snowboarding. Like it's it's one of my favorite things to do. But it has to be like you have to be in a country where it's like you can actually go and do snowboarding, skiing, whatever it is. Like in the UK, it's just oh, it's just it's awful. It just annoys me. It Mm. really does. I know, man. Um, team, I'm actually like these, these kind of sessions are 
um, probably my favorite. Like I like delivering these inside the academy and whatever courses we've got going. Um, because for those that know me, I <laughs> it's probably going to shock people that have known me for years and years and years. And I'm talking like what, 10, 20 plus years, whatever. I'm not really the most organized person in the world. However, I feel sorry for those people. <laughs> when it comes to um, things like this, like I love, I love getting practical with it. And this is probably why I put it down to a lot of our clients, like getting the success, success that they do is because we actually, we strategically make things so much easier for them um, by showing them how to plan, how to actually forecast their success. And hello. So we've got a, we've got a new guest here today. Dog. What is the dog's name? I didn't even ask you earlier. Safi. Safi. The golden something. Golden retriever. Golden retriever. Safi, um, the golden retriever. Gangster. Oh, she, she absolutely kills me. Very cute. But yeah, so I put, I put it down. A lot of our clients' success is because they actually have, like, they have the foundations to work off. Now, as the perfect example I want you to think of, like, every single year when you're saying, do you know what? This is the year. This is my year. This is the year I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to keep it off. We always think it in the back of our heads, like for anyone that's been on a fat loss journey, like you start to then after a while think that, oh God, it's just as the, it gets towards the end of the year, like I'm just not destined to be successful. But then for whatever reason, there's a new year that happens <gasps> and you have this wave of motivation. Oh my God, and this it's new, the new year's resolution. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus, actually, do you know what? I've had enough of feeling like I do. This is my year. And you don't realize that that's been your year for 30 years. but what we do is we have these goals, right? And we're like, okay, well, what I want to do is I want to drop 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever it is. I want to start going to the gym. I want to start being more healthy. I want to start eating um, better foods, like all of these things. And we just say it and we just say it out loud, but it has no purpose and meaning behind it. And then we wonder why we never, ever, ever get to our end goal because all we're doing is just saying words. We're just for those that maybe put on a piece of paper, that's about as far as it goes. For most people, it's just a verbal thing. It's almost just something, the, the conversation that you're having in your own head. I'm going to achieve this. You get super motivated for the days leading up to the new year because um, you've eaten so much over Christmas. And then the year starts and it's kind of like, cool, right. Well, I said I'm going to do this. So yeah, I need to uh, join a gym. So you join a gym and then you just start turning up to the gym now and then. Same with the nutrition. You're like, oh, you know, I've got to uh, start eating healthier. Okay, how do I do that? Well, okay, well, I need to basically cut out alcohol, chocolate, bread, anything carbohydrate. And you do all of these things without any thought or meaning. How good's toast, by the way? Toast? <laughs> yeah, love toast. Uh, oh, don't, come on now. I literally was thinking this the other day, I had some toast and I had some, I got cookie dough flavoured peanut butter, maybe that's why. But I had it and I was like, how versatile is toast? Like, you can put so many different, like Nutella, you can put apricot jam, raspberry jam, strawberry jam, you can put peanut butter on it, Biscoff. Like it's so malleable. Spreads. The spreads are malleable, I suppose. Yeah, but toast is malleable because the flavor that comes with it is so good because they don't have different spreads. Maltese spread. Once had that. Uh, uh, honestly, I swear to God, the only time I will ever have toast is on scrambled egg. All right, get out. Never, never. I'm not really like. Uh, no, I I'm, not, I'm not. But do you no, not like not toasties? Really. I do like them, but I don't like. I don't. I don't have them really. Well, I don't think we can be friends. But that's just <laughs> the point. 
I'm actually really like uh, boring. I think, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I'm quite lucky that I just uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Maybe because I'm a little bit lazy to a some, somewhat degree, and I'm like something that looks really nice to go and make. I'm like ah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Matt, hold on for everyone that's listening. I'm going to quote that. Uh, I don't have toast because I'm lazy. I don't know about you, Hayden, but all you do is take out the pack and then you put it in the toaster and I'm pretty sure the toaster does all the heavy lifting for you. Uh, but you've, got, then you've got to spread it. You've got to choose your spread. Here's like, a fun fact you know, no. as to why I was chunky when I was younger. For breakfast, some of you might have heard this before, I used to have six pieces of peanut butter on toast with margarine. I put margarine, then peanut butter on, six pieces before school. Absolute psycho. Mate, that's like a thousand but- calories. <laughs> more body more than that. But the thing is, like, it's uh, this is how this is how I look at it. It's a bit like a, a digestive, isn't it? It's like a digestive biscuit dunked in a tea can be the greatest thing in the world, but it can also be the worst thing in the world. I just like, I don't know. I feel like toasters maybe be like against me. You, I can't get the perfect. They can't get the perfect setting. The number it doesn't seem to be consistent. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fault in the system. I get that. I get that. I mean, you know, it's stressful turning that dial up and down. And stuff. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, back to the story. I'm totally, um, totally butted in. So, so where was I? Planning. Um, Why are clients so successful? Because they plan and because it stacks the odds in your favour. Yeah. So it's, this is kind of where we always go wrong previously. It's like I said, it's we, we know what we want to achieve and we've said it before on podcasts. It's the outcome goal. You're thinking of the outcome goal the bigger picture, the end result. And you just kind of have that at the forefront of your your mind, but everything you do is in relation to achieving that outcome goal. Whereas you don't really think about, well, exactly exactly what's going on. Now, I'm going to take it a little, uh, a step back because what we all do is just think about what we want to achieve, but we don't actually think about what we have previously done over the last year that has led to us not being successful. We're not reflecting back on the lessons on what didn't work and why it didn't work. And we're also not reflecting back on the wins so we can just replicate those over and over again and see what was working well. So what we're going to do today is start actually talking about how you can make 2022, scary, uh, your most successful year to date. And finally, for once, that you are actually going to follow through with your goals. And you are going to actually achieve something. So today is, uh, you're going to have a lot of take-home points. Make sure you've got a pen and paper um, because it's going to be super valuable. And we're going to break this down for you so you can not only know what you want to achieve in 2022, but you've actually broken it down into a way where you can make actionable steps every single day to strive towards those goals because you know the things that you need to do. So the first things first is like I said, is instead of thinking about what you want to achieve, you need to do a year in review. And this is something that we, uh, we, we don't only do from like a weight loss standpoint, like we do it inside the business, we do it inside like life, we do it inside like friendship, families, all of those things. Anything you want to make better, you have to reflect. If you don't reflect, you can't, you've got no data to go off. Yeah. Like what didn't work, what did work. So you have to have a year in review. So this is where it gets like practical. You don't, you can pause the podcast, you can do whatever you want to do or just listen to it back. But you want to have a piece of paper in front of you and straight down the center, you're going to draw a line. You're going to just draw a line straight down the center. On the left-hand side, you're going to have wins. 
On the right-hand side, you're going to have lessons. Now, it's key that we are calling it lessons. You're not saying here losses, failures, or anything like that. It's a lesson because failure isn't a bad thing. In fact, to be successful in anything in life, you have to fail because if you don't fail, how can you get better at something? It's the way you over. It's the the way you can keep continuously moving forward by failing forward. The quote that we always use: "Make sure you are always failing forward." So you have a failure, you hit a roadblock, you overcome that struggle, so you can move forward um, in the future. So you've got lessons on the right hand side. Now start off with the wins. List every single thing that was a win to you. Like what went well in your year, and think about like previous years as well. Now. The other example that I want to use is, let's say, because I think 10,000 steps is kind of the number that's thrown around in the industry, isn't it? And online and everything like that. And it's like the magic number to fat loss success. And I think everyone has that number in their head. And people think, if I don't hit 10K steps, I'm not successful. And I, I'm, I'm not achieving my goals or what I want to do. So you, a, a perfect example of this is like, let's say in 2019, uh, it's probably like this is... a one of those weird scenarios where it's actually probably impossible because we were actually in a worldwide lockdown, so you couldn't actually get out as much. But let's say, anyway, for pretend COVID never happened. Let's say 2019, you look back and, you know, you would probably think on average your steps may have been like three to 4,000, but you always wanted to hit uh, 10,000. That was still the goal. But then in 2020, you actually actively came, uh, you, you consciously became more active and you started going out on more walks. And let's say maybe your steps actually on average across the year went up to like 6,000. So you went from like two to three um, in 2019 to up to 6,000. However, because your mindset is still stuck at that 10,000 mark is the golden standards, what you must achieve to be successful, you still feel like a failure. So you would then probably put, oh, one of the lessons that I, uh, I've realized is that I'm, my steps still aren't high enough. I'm still not achieving that. However, I would categorize that as a win. I would say, You've doubled your steps from 2019 to 2020. That's a huge, huge win. Mm. The game is then, okay, well, how can we now double it again from uh, like 3,000 to 6,000 to 9,000? So this is, these are the things that you want to be going over. Like, and literally just list as many wins as possible. It doesn't have to be nutrition related. Like the, the more wins you can put on a piece of paper, psychologically, the, the better it's going to be for you. I think it's good because it allows you to have like a positive life stance. The amount of times was, did you know you're four times as likely to remember bad stuff that happens and good? So I think it's so important, you know, whether that's yearly, monthly, weekly, daily, that you review the positive things that happen or the positive things you did. Because it just gets you into the practice of remembering more the positive stuff that happened rather than the negative stuff that happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here's where the magic happens, team. This is the magic source. Well, one piece to the magic source. So in your lessons that you are going to be jotting down, this is going to be fundamental for your success moving forward to next year. And the reason I say that is because if you don't identify the reason why you're struggling with achieving your fat loss goal, how can you ever expect to overcome it? So these are the lessons that you want to be writing down, right? So let's say in 2021, you're like, do you know what? What is really holding me back from being successful with my fat loss endeavors is the fact that I cannot seem to 
get rid of my cravings. Mm-hmm. I always end up giving. Uh, good to hear that. Yeah, Safi's got cravings. She's flipping out. I, I I always end up giving in. Like the cravings are what hold me back. Maybe it's like oh, I just have so many social occasions. I don't know how to manage that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's my like um, my sleep is awful. Like my sleep is so so bad. My hunger is always through the roof. All of these things. Whatever it is is holding you back. Put that down as your lessons. I have realised that the fact that I'm not achieving my fat loss goals is because I can't curb my temptations. These cravings are so intense that I ultimately then end up giving in. And then the question to yourself is, okay, well, why? Why are you doing this? By putting these lessons down on a piece of paper, it gives you an opportunity to actually reflect back and be like, well, why is all of these things happening? Mm, Yeah. Why am I spinning this wheel? And it's really interesting that you say that because I was listening to a podcast podcast by Jay Shetty. And he was talking about finding peace and harmony and peace and balance in life. And one of the things that I think it was, I think I want, I think it was Gandhi that said it. For those of you that are on our daily email list, you would have seen me go into a massive talk about this in the email on Tuesday. But basically it's like, what brings peace and harmony is when what you, what you think, what you say and what you do is aligned. And I think it's so, so, so true as to why we get frustrated as humans, because how many times in your weight loss journey have you thought, I want to lose weight? Have you said you're going to lose weight, but your actions haven't actually done it? And it's like, how many times have you gone through things, something hasn't gone your way, and you've thought to yourself, next time that happens, I'm going to make a different decision. And you've said to someone, oh, exactly. I used to struggle Stop. with cravings. Um, and it's no. really kind of like putting me off. And then also you then, your actions, you haven't actually done anything about it, which is why you feel that, that restlessness and you feel that kind of like lack of peace and harmony and peace and balance in your life because you've never actually reflected and redirected so that what you think, say, and do are in a line. And therefore we're going through life out of line as to what we say. You know, you say that you are the, you know, you are going to lose 20 pounds in the next quarter of next year. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. You get there and you don't lose it because of one reason or the other. It leaves you with this feeling of unsettled, you know, unsettledness. You don't feel like You've managed to achieve what you said you were going to achieve. You know, how many times, and probably I'd argue that most people when it comes to weight loss are out of peace and harmony because of the amount of times that we say, you know, you can probably think about husbands and partners and wives and girlfriends and all these other things that have heard you say, going to lose weight this year, going to lose weight, going to hit my goals, and you don't do it. And then it becomes this awkward thing that they then almost lose faith. And every time you say it, they're like, oh, here comes another, here comes another weight loss thing again. (laughs) And then that frustrates you doesn't it because you're like oh shit he's right like i always say this yeah i never actually do it and it leaves you feeling like annoyed frustrated unsettled and it's like the the truth is and it is so true is to find that peace and harmony you've got to have your thoughts what you say and what you do aligned and by reflecting and by reviewing everything you're doing it allows you to set ultimately a plan of action in place so then what you think say and do can then be aligned and you can actually achieve it yeah, because you, you literally, you're just creating this, like, as, there's only so many failed attempts that you can do before you start to create this identity. Like, you've made up this identity of yourself, mm. but you've created this identity to yourself that I'm someone that can't lose body fat. Like, the amount of time, how many times do we hear it when people, like, say to us, Ryan, like, I'm, like, I've been overweight my whole life. Like, I'm just, I'm, I've got, either I've got a slow metabolism or I'm destined to be overweight. Like, yeah. I'm this my body shape and I'm like no 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 that's not your body shape like that's the story you've told yourself 
you've given yourself this identity and story that you're someone that is meant to be overweight, yeah. but that just simply isn't the case. Um, so now you've got this wins on the left-hand side, you've got this lessons on the right-hand side. You can use these lessons, like the next step you want to do is actually, like I just said, reflect back on these lessons. I'm really sorry, everyone, about the dog that's, uh, that's barking. Mate, don't worry, it's usually Dexter. So, Safi, you're taking Dexter, but you're making Dexter look good today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the right-hand side where you have all of these lessons, the next step is actually getting all of these lessons, putting them to one side and being like, okay, well, how can I overcome these struggles moving forward into 2020? Mm. You're creating solutions now. So you found the hole, you found the um, obstacle, but now you're actually actively thinking about the solutions. Mm. So once you've then got that down, you've started thinking about, okay, well, what, what lessons um, have I, have I learned from 2021? And now you're starting to actually think, okay, well, these are the lessons I've learned and these are the things that I actually need to overcome moving forward. The first thing that I like to do is break it down even smaller. Because again, most people say like, what do you want to achieve in 2022? And it's like, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. It's like, cool. And then that's it. How are you going to do it? It's like, yeah. But then it's like, well, uh, no, 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 no. Let's break this down into quarters. Like most people know what's happening for them over the next three months in terms of like social occasions, stuff like this, like most people are probably looking or at least have stuff in the diary like three months ahead. So what we want to do now is um, start to pull apart what this bigger goal is that you want to do. So now like you've already asked yourself the question of, you know, what do I actually want to achieve in 2022? You've started to list all of these things that you want to achieve in 2022. Mm -hmm. You start to put it all down. You've then, what you want to do is create that priority list. So create the priority list of things that are actually most important to you and actually achievable to you. So you've created this priority list. You've got what's achieved to you in a list order of what things you want to do in 2022. Now, like I said, you're breaking this down into smaller chunks. We want to start moving those things at the highest, the top of your prior priority list at the highest over into the 90 day section. And now ask yourself the question, what am I going to do in the next 90 days to take me one step closer to my overall outcome goal. And I like, side note now, this isn't, do not put in this 90, 90 day goal, okay, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. I'm going to lose 15 pounds of that 50 pounds. Yeah. That's, that's not what I mean here because you can't control that. You can't focus on that. But what can you do? Let's say in your mind, you said, oh, I'd love to lose 15 pounds in 90 days, but you're not putting it down on the piece of paper. In your mind, what could you do that is going to make you a, move you a step closer to losing that 15 pounds? Because they're the actions that you're going to do in the next 90 days. So ask yourself that question on the, on the left-hand side of, uh, of a piece of paper. What am I going to achieve in the next 90 days? So now you've wrote that down. Now you've started to actually think about, okay, the things that I need to achieve in the 90 days. What you need to do, and this is where it gets a little bit more practical. You have to list out what is going on for yourself in January, February, and March. What events do you have on in January, February, and March? What is going on? So what I would do is personally, you can literally just put like on a uh, piece of paper, on a diary, whatever it is, the, unless you've actually got like a, a calendar on paper or anything like that 
But what I would do is literally just from the 1st of January all the way to the 31st is just list the events that you know that are happening throughout that month. List all of the events down. Have you got a holiday? Have you got a party? Have you got a wedding? What social occasions have you got on that you know about? What, um, what commitments do you have? And you're going to do that for February and March as well. And the reason why I say this is because you may have to take a step back and re-evaluate. Re-evaluate? <laughs> evaluate. Don't laugh, um, Sampi. He was trying. Eva- <laughs> evaluate actually what your 90-day goals are. And let me give you an example here. For years and years and years, I have been that person that, ev- that I've just spoken about there. And I have said, right, this year is the year. I'm, I'm going to do the London Marathon. I have this weird, weird thing, this obsession in my head that like, it's like a bucket list for me to complete the London Marathon. I see it as such a big achievement, such a big accomplishment in life to say I have run the London Marathon. I don't know why. I've had it like ever since I was very, very young. I think probably for me, because of being an overweight kid and um, wanting to do something like that, like, and not being good at running, mm-hmm. I've always been like, oh, that's like the people that do that, like they must be incredibly fit. They, they must be athletes. Yeah, yeah. So I've always had this in my head, but I've always said, right, no, I'm, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to do the London Marathon. I'm going to tick that one off. Are you actually going to do it? 2022? No. Okay. And this is my example. So, oh, you said the other day. Continue. Yeah, so I usually say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. However, what I actually did this year <clears throat> is I said to myself a couple of weeks ago, I had that thought again that popped into the head. Hayden, you're going to do it this year. No BS. Get it done. But I was like, right, I'm going to do exactly the tasks that I've just said to you. List down all the events I have on January, February, March, all the commitments I have, work commitments, social commitments, everything that's going on. And I also created a list of things that I wanted to achieve and put them in prior, like um, in the um, like priority order. And when I listed everything down, I originally had this London Marathon training as part of my 90 day goal. And I listed everything down and I was like, it's not achievable. I can't dedicate my time to doing it. And now everyone who says I don't have time, it's not really a thing. Like saying you don't have time isn't really correct. It's not that you don't have time. It's just not a priority for you. Mm. That's what it simply comes down to. And for me, that was the case. Like all of these other things that I have going on in January, February, March are more important to me. I'm more important to um, everything that's going on in my life rather than running the marathon or doing the training for London Marathon. Because it's not just uh, believe it or not. It's just not one of those things that you run on the treadmill once or twice and then turn up and do it. Like you actually have to do legit training for it. Might do. So yeah, maybe there's some people that have done it. But after I had everything down, I was like, do you know what? Like, why do I keep setting this as a goal? Why have I, why have I done this? Like, why do I do it every single year and then inevitably get annoyed at myself that I never achieved it? And I was like, it's because I haven't done this task, this simple task that I've been teaching everyone to do for years. Like, I haven't done it in myself from a, um, from a, like a fitness perspective. So. I now feel like I've got like this huge weight off my shoulder. Like every single year, I feel like it's got to the point, you know where Ryan, you just said like when someone diets, tries to diet so many times, it's like, it's almost like that, that looming feeling that you won't be successful. And it's embarrassing now. Mm. It's almost embarrassing that you don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I even had that with myself. Like I was embarrassed to be like, oh, Hayden, you keep saying that you're going to do it, but you don't do it. 
But I feel like I've got this weight lifted off my shoulder by just objectively looking from a 30,000 view uh, standpoint and being like, you're stupid to say you can do it, Hayden, because one, it's not a priority for you. So you haven't, you, you can't create the time to do it. And um, one, you keep saying you're going to do it, but you don't do it. <laughs> one and one. Um, so, so yeah, I feel like I've got this weight, weight lifted off my shoulder that I don't need to do this, this thing anymore. So that's why I say, write down what you want to achieve for the 90 days. But after you have done that, actually put down all of like the, the uh, commitments. I mean, you could always just do that task first and saying, January, yeah. February, March, what, uh, what events have I got on? And then make your 90-day goals and fit them in. Mm. And it's, it's all about, it's just planning. Like, you, like every business in the world does it. Every successful singer, football, everything, they have a plan. Like, people can be successful, yes, by winging it here and there. But with everything, it's a plan. Um, because all it does is it puts the percentages or the odds in your favour. Uh, more so, you know, and I always say life's going to happen. Things are going to change. The world keeps spinning. But if you can do the things in your power and the things that you have control over, like thinking ahead, reviewing time, presenting a plan for future time as to what you want to do, what you want to achieve and how you're going to do it. It just puts the odds in your favor, which you probably, when it comes to like weight loss, have never done before, never thought about up until this point about, you know, actually let's plan my my, you know, my, my goals, let's plan what I've got on. And that's also one of the things that usually kind of hit people or blindside people, as it were, is these social events that come up and they're like, oh no, I forgot about this. Oh, I've got this. or oh, I've got this. It's like, imagine knowing, okay, cool. In March, I've got two uh, weekend aways with the girls. Cool. It's like, you know, ahead of time, you've got ahead of time to plan. You can think about what you're going to do with your nutrition, how it's going to be done. You've got all of your plans of maybe you go for a slower approach in March because you've got such um, a social amount of social events on. It's like, it then gives you so much more control and so much more ownership over what's going on, not only to get the results, but also to make it as stress-free and as less friction against you and your goals as possible. Yeah, that's like that's the key bit there is like creating an environment where it's stress-free for you. Mm. Um, but also like there's so many people that always say, oh, do you know what? It's, I, I don't know what's happening in the next three months. Like I usually have all these like spontaneous events that pop up. Plan them. If you know yourself and you know typically twice a month, you end up going out and you end up doing this spontaneous event or going away for the weekend, plan it in like you would anyway. Yeah. Just put that in the diary. So there is really no excuse. Okay, what I want to do is take a little step back and uh, just reevaluate where we are right now. So number one, you've got your year in review. In that year in review, you're writing down your wins for the year and you're writing down your lessons for the year. The things that didn't go so well and you have learned that you need to overcome in order to take a step forward next year. Then the second thing is identifying what do you actually want to achieve in 2022? What is the things that you want to do in 2022? So start writing that all down. Go what is it great you want British to achieve? Can you imagine me in Great British Bake Off? For anyone that doesn't know me, I would be awful. I love watching it, but I cannot bake to save my life. They, they're all near on professionals, aren't they, though? I know. See, some show. of them are, like, there's one dude that was on there know, a couple of weeks ago and we were watching it, and apparently he literally like, had no clue when he first went on there. And I was like, that is me. But then you look at what he's producing, and I was like, no way is that me. Like, you don't produce that out of nothing. He either had no. some like natural talent coming in, or they were telling fibs. I'm going for the yeah, latter. Definitely. Some of the stuff. And then once, 
once you've got this list of everything you want to achieve, start creating a priority list. Start putting in priority order of things that you actually want to achieve. So now you've created this priority list of things that you want to do. What are you going to achieve in the next 90 days? So we're now breaking it down into quarters. The first quarter of the year, what are you going to achieve? And then again, from there, you're just matching this up with your diary. Is it actually possible? Is it realistic for you to do? Just, just double checking everything with yourself. Of course, like I would love to, more than anything, to put at the top of my priority list and to put it in my night to put to put it in my 90 uh, day goal to start marathon training but it's not realistic yeah. it's not achievable for me so i'm not going to do it so it's really important that you match these up with what your schedule is actually looking like and that, that's so, so funny that you said that about like not like your priorities and not being achievable how many times and also you want to have a word sappy um so many times you want to actually think about what you're setting as regards to your goal as well. It's all great. You give me, give me half saying the next 90 days, I want to lose 50 pounds, but it's like, is that actually achievable? You know, like I can openly say here, you will not consistently lose one to two pounds every single week. So if you think in the next 90 days, you're like, yep, yeah, cool. So in the next like 12 weeks, I'm going to lose between 12 and 24 pounds. I can tell you that you won't, you won't, you cannot answer that. So also take that in consideration when you're setting your weight loss goals as to like how much you want to lose in 90 days. It is a movable object. You actually couldn't tell you. You might lose only six pounds, but that's still six pounds that you had at the beginning of 90 days that you now don't have. You might lose 22 pounds. Amazing. It doesn't matter what you lose. The fact is that you've lost and the fact is that you've made progress towards your goals. It doesn't matter if it takes you three months, three years, six years. As long as you get to your goal eventually... That's the most important thing, but also manage your expectation when you're setting these goals. And like Hayden said, if it's not actually achievable, think about that. You know, you can set your goal of being, I want to lose 20 pounds the next 90 days. But depending on like, especially if you're doing it yourself and you're not doing it with a coach, a coach will be able to have a bit more knowledge of regards to how your rate of progress is going and roughly where we can look long-term as where we potentially could end up. You know, things could be sped up, things could be changed, things could be done to, you know, uh, in the best efforts to get you there. If you're doing this on your own, then ultimately you're not going to have as many tools in your arsenary to allow you to to be as kind of like close to the number that you want, if that makes sense. You're going to have to realize that like you aren't doing it with, with you're doing it with yourself. So you have to also leave, I think, a little bit of leeway. Does that make sense, Hayden? Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, perfect. It's like you can't, you can't set these things and like, you, there has to be buffer. Like, yeah. there has to be buffer it's like if you because wanna, life happens. Yeah, and if you want to be a professional football player, it's like, well, if you're going to watch YouTube and try and train yourself, then you've got to admit that there's probably going to be a lot more like stalls and it's going to be a little bit slower than as if you were to hire a coach who's going to hire you to train you to get you there. You can probably put your goals a little bit higher and you're ultimately going to probably know the path a little bit better if you've got a professional with you. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, perfect. So these next two questions could be the most important piece to the puzzle for you being successful over the next 90 days to the puzzle. So the first question is, is ask yourself, what do I need to learn about in the next 90 days to achieve X goal? What do I need to learn in the next 90 days to achieve X goal? And this is where you can reflect back from your lessons, right? 
Because if you've identified last year, the reason that you struggle to lose weight is because of your irresistible cravings. Well, there you go. What do you need to learn in the next 90 days to achieve X goal can be, I need to learn how to manage my cravings. You're actually now pulling it all together. And by the way, Safi keeps barking because I, she can either like read the time or like dogs are like clockwork because at five o'clock she time. gets fed. Yeah, they do. They, make, they know the time. My dogs always get fed around half four and they will start to like scratch at my door and it's always between like 20 past four or 20 to five. Like they know that mad. it's dinner time, man. It's Don't mad. worry, Safi, it won't be too much longer. Hey, we'll feed you. <laughs> so that first question of what do I need to learn to achieve X goal? Now, the second most important question is who do I need to achieve my goal in the next 90 days? Who do I need to achieve my goal in the next 90 days? So this could be for you. Maybe it's a nutritionist. Maybe it's a personal trainer. Maybe it's a mindset coach. Maybe it's if you've got like binge eating disorder. Maybe it's going to see um, like a... A, yeah, a professional psychologist or something like that, like whatever it is, ask yourself the question, who do I need to, to achieve the goal? There's, a, there's an amazing book out there. It's, uh, what's, it's called Not What... It, something about Not What Who. Uh, you might know. You get a bit it's, not, it's Not What, It's Who. Or something like that. It's something along those lines. But that basically, that, that book talks about is like, stops, stop thinking about what you need to do and start thinking about actually who you need to achieve your goal. Like, whatever your job is right now, you're probably a specialist in that area. Uh, it's called, is it who, not how? Who, 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 not how, that's it. Who, not how. I was so, so far off. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, there's another one that's like, it's not the how or the what, but the who. And yeah, it's, yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. But anyway, you are a specialist in what you currently do at your job. So, like, stick to doing that very, very well. Whatever you want to achieve, like, it, not just because this is a nutrition podcast, whatever, like, I'm talking throughout life now. Whatever you want to achieve, think about who can get you to your goal quickest. You're literally, like, you will be paying for speed and implementation to get there. That's why we have, like, coaches across everything. We have a mindset coach. We have a nutritionist ourselves personally. We have people that write our gym programs. We have mentors to help us grow our business. Like we have all these things because we are not the experts. Um, we are in nutrition, but we are not. It's just nice to not have to think about it. But we are not the experts in these fields. Hence why we get people that are experts in that field to help us get to our goal quicker. You want to start thinking about who you need to achieve your goal rather than what it is you need to go and like do all the time. Yeah. So you've got the piece now where you're going to start to think about what you need to learn and that might interlink with who do you need to learn that. You might be, okay, I need to learn how to manage my mindset better and get off this um, emotional diet and roller coaster or stop punishing myself. Okay, who do I need? I either need a nutritionist, I need a psychologist, I need a mindset coach, whatever it is, yeah. you've now learned, you understand the piece that you need to learn. Now you, need to, you know who it is you need to help you out because I promise you, you will fast track your success, but you will literally fast track your success by doing this. You've got to think back and you've got to, you've got to, uh, we've always asked these tough questions to ourselves, but you've got to ask yourself like, why have you been spinning your wheels 
for years and years and years. Why have you been dieting for the last 10 years? It's because you're, ask, you're not asking those questions to yourself. You're not asking what you need to learn and you're not discovering who can get you there. You're just trying to do the same things over and over again. Um, and what is that? The definition of insanity. Yeah, it's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like Safi yeah. barking. Safi, you can bark all you want, but the food's not going to appear there. You're going to have to wait. Yeah, it's, it's... Like, there's a part of me that's like, does she want to go to the toilet? But I'm like, I know it's not. It's five o'clock. I know exactly that's why she's barking. It's food time. Um, okay. So just another recap is like we're, we're kind of bringing all of this, this together now. And Safi, come on now. <laughs> You're stealing the show. The three guys. Well, Safi, the girl. The two guys, one girl. <laughs> and um, so the first thing that you want to uh, do is your interview. Wins left side, lessons. Wins left side, lessons right side. Evaluate what didn't work so well and how you can overcome that. Two, identify what exactly that you want to do in 2022. What is it you want to achieve? Put everything down on a piece of paper. All the things that you want to achieve. Um, business related, uh, relationship, um, health and fitness, like everything you want to do. List it all down. Then create a priority list for you. And by the way, by you doing that as well, you can start to place more focus in the things that are a big priority for you. So if you're listening to this, um, this podcast and it's such a big part of your life and it's a huge priority for you to get into the shape of your life to um, be uh, have certain energy levels and stuff like that because it helps with your job and those things. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a higher priority for you other than like focusing on getting a raise in your job or something like that because it will all come. It will manifest, manis- manifest itself. So once you've then created that priority list, you then want to put the next three months on a piece of paper, January, February, March, and write down all of your social, uh, social life events that you have on. And then you're now putting that priority into the next three months and seeing if it's actually achievable. Can I do this? Like with the time that I can see with all of the time commitments I have, can I actually achieve the things that I want to achieve in the next 90 days? Maybe, maybe not. That's the question you've got to answer. And then the final piece. Well, the next two pieces. Ask yourself the question, what do I need to learn in the next 90 days to achieve X goal? And then the second question is who do I need to achieve X goal in the next 90 days? So what do you need to learn and who do you need, who do you need to achieve your goal? The final, final piece to the puzzle is execution. It's literally execution with it. Like put timestamps on it. Do all of these things like create, create a way for you to action everything. As human beings, we are very, very, very good with information, but we have no implementation and we don't do these things. And this is why I personally love writing stuff down in a piece of paper. Like for some reason, I get really, really excited sitting there and planning January and writing everything down. So when I start um, like fully getting back into the workflow again on, was it the 3rd of January this year? Uh, Second or third, I can't remember what it is. Third. I, I literally, from a bang, I'm like, Hey, and you're going to the gym at 6am. Hey, and you're doing this. I'm like, bam, bam, bam. I love it. I love it. There's something about it. I just like to be productive and do those things. It's what drives success. It's literally what drives success. If you do not give away for you to action stuff, it's like we've said throughout the whole year. If you just, if you just say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow, the chances of you actually going to the gym tomorrow are much, much smaller than if you said, Seven o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm booking myself in for a class. 
and I'm going to be going to the gym. You've got specific with it. You've actually done something. You've booked in for a class. You are, you've created a way to be accountable to turn up to that session. Whereas if you just say you're going to go and do it, the chances of you actually doing it reduce. I'm not saying you won't go and do it. I'm just saying it reduces. So you want to create an environment again, going back to Ryan said, it's stress-free in a way that you can actually achieve your goals. Yeah, it's so true. It's like the amount of times we can, we think about all these things and we say we're going to do it. You know, we're going to go to the gym. We're going to lose this march. We're going to get a raise. We're going to do whatever we want to do in life. But we never put specifics on it. And it's like the moment you put specifics on it, the chances of it actually happen increases. And I think I get all of our clients to do it. Like when they're like, okay, cool. Well, you know, say one of the things they're going to work on is planning. They were like, I think I've realized that, you know, if, if I was planning my breakfast and my lunches, uh, every day, for like a week, a week in advance, I'd actually be way more successful and it'd stop the stress of when I'm really busy with work, worrying about what I'm going to eat. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, what I want you to do is I literally want you to write it down on a piece of paper in Sunday morning. And then I want you to send it to me. And it's like, I've literally specified time, morning, day, Sunday, what they're going to do, the actionable thing, send it to me. Cool. And it's like, this is how you have to do it. And another client the other day was like, I feel like I need to get, I feel like I could be a bit more active and they can, they only do about three to 4,000 steps. And I was like, well, look, if you say that the weeks are busy, let's look at the weekend. What can we do? We decided that on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, we could go for a long walk. Okay, cool. And she was like, yep, long walk at the weekend. And I was like, cool. What day, what time and where are you going to go and who are you going to go with? And it's like, oh, okay. uh, Right. I went Sunday. I went around the local park and we went at 10.30 and I went with my other half even to the point that she put her walking shoes by the back door, hung her coat on the chairs so that was all visible, ready to go. You reduce the friction and therefore you reduce the chance of it not happening. The moment that you commit to these things and you set specificities on it, the chances of you actually achieving it, literally, I don't know the specific facts, I'm going to say doubles, maybe even triples. But it's like once you set that in stone, it's like it was harder for her not to do it than do it because you'd literally booked it in your diary like an event, like something that you were going to do, you know, oh, I got to be at so-and-so's house by 7 p.m., for example. It's like, because you set that thing in stone, it then means that you're like, okay, well, actually, rather than uh, putting it off, because how many times I think in life we've all done it, you know, we said to go to the gym, oh, we'll go later. We're meant to go this morning. Oh, we'll go this afternoon. Oh, we'll go tomorrow. And it's like, things are really easy to put off when there's no specificities to them. The moment that you put specificities on them, it then makes the likelihood of them happening increased fourfold um, to what you're doing. And I think that's the most important part here is remembering that whenever we're doing anything in life, including weight loss, if you want to become the best and, and achieve something great, you need to have a plan and you need to have a plan of not only what it is you want to do, how are you going to do it, when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, and how and all the others in between. And that way you then have the odds in your favor of what it is you want to achieve are going to be good. And they're going to be high. Yeah. So I, um, I want you to all action this, like action exactly like Trey said. And um, let me know, like send it to me on Instagram, send it to Ron on Instagram, whatever it is. But your actual, just a picture of your plan of action, mm. like answering the questions that we've said. Like actually putting it down on a piece of paper, mapping out what your your first three months is going to look like, screenshotting it, sending it to either Ryan or myself, and um, we can even help you out if we don't think it's like say for example, if you send us a screenshot and we can see in the ninety days you've put 
okay, what I need to do is reduce 5% body fat and something, we will then be like, okay, well, you know, you need to go back to the drawing board and think about that because how are you going to do 5% of body fat if you have no action to it? Yeah. How are you going to measure it? How are you going to actually get that and bring that to fruition? Cool. Well, uh, team, that's, uh, that's, that's enough for me and Safi. So. <laughs> so we'll finish on there. But yeah, like so many times, I think just as a final note is that you guys probably hear this and you're like, what the hell has this got to do with weight loss? It's like, trust me, like with anything, if you want to achieve in life, you have to have a plan. But ultimately, if you become a better person, the likelihood of you achieving anything increases because you are just a better human being all around and it always transfers to all the other areas of your life. Matt, yeah, it's, you've got to, you, I put this in my email today, in email today. Dieting is simple, but it's not easy. Mm. If it was easy, we would all be walking around in the best shape in the world, but it's not. And you've got to think, Dieting, when I say is simple, it's calories in, calories out. Essentially, at the surface levels, yes. But why are we not all in the shapes of our lives? Because there's so many th- there's so many factors underneath it. It's like the iceberg effect. There's loads of things that are going on. Stress, emotional eating. Um, life. Menstrual cycle, life. Like, <laughs> we could like go on and on and list all of these things. So it's like going and doing the fundamental works of answering these questions, like we said, is going to help you only... Um, make your life so much easier in terms of getting to, to your goals. I'm going to have to uh, uh, go team with this dog. We're going to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. So team, I hope that, that covers up 2022 on how best to map out, obviously, how this year went, what next year is going to look like and to get the most out of your goals, not only with your weight loss goals, but any other goals you have in life, such as work, business, family, relationships, all these different things. Evaluate, set priorities, set focuses, set goals, break it up into 90 day slots and ultimately focus on exactly what it is, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, and that will bring your chances much, much, much higher for anything that you've ever done previously. And apart from that, I'm Ryan Smith. Have a lovely evening. I'm Hayden Rolf and uh, the dog Safi. <laughs> Have a good evening, team. Have a good day, afternoon, morning, wherever you are in the world, and we'll speak to you soon. See you later. Bye, bye, bye.